Six. Do you, do you like that kind of pop music? I, I would think you, you've got a fairly um, broad taste in in all of the arts. Then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've got no. I mean, classical stuff. I know you're a Shakespeare fan, but I, you yeah. know, I, I think right across the board, I think uh, you. Yeah, I can. I can imagine you've got a, when it comes to the arts and creative pursuits, you would have a broad. Uh, yeah, I do, absolutely. Yep, and depends on my mood from day to day and I change it up a bit, yeah, but Titanium is a very um, well-known song and yeah. very good and gets it going and um, if you need to, to get pumped up, but um, absolutely, cross-section. There's probably only a few areas that I'm not so keen on, but overall um, there's not too much in my playlist um, that somebody wouldn't like. Jazz is the only one I can't do. Um, Kifaji doesn't get me pumped up at the moment. I can tell you that. Two dollars thirty favourite. I mean, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't wow. looked at that. Wow. Oh, Raw, Raw Frost goes out, isn't yes. It? Raw Frost goes yeah. out, and so's Ghost of Time. Um, but even even then, jeez, you'd need to be brave, wouldn't you, to, to be backing Kavaji at two dollars thirty? I would have thought. <laughs> Brave's one word I wouldn't have used. No, well, you, well, so there's, <laughs> there's another word, but I don't want to be pejorative to anybody who's done it. But it starts with stupid. Or more or imbus, <laughs> yeah, those ones. Um, mm. Mm. This mm. is a race where my first thought is to, to look away from Kafaji at two dollars thirty. Look, even last start, look, um, the horses that he finished in front of, they were they were sort of maidens and, and class one horses. And he wasn't so, close enough to the big three, was he? He was just sort of no. He was just he was sort gone of going at the five hundred. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going well enough. If it was a matter of just getting fitted with each run, I, I think he's he's lost his mojo, hasn't he? So um, I can't. Uh, I, I, I'm looking away from him. Look, Goddess Smudge gets a better barrier draw, and that might help. I thought his win at Charlton. Charlton was terrific. So if he's able to work to the front here, he might be a good chance to do that. I think Aussie Playboy's going well enough. Uh, I've also got Batman Barry as an improver and 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 Wonga Lake. I, I've I've left Kafaji out completely. I, yeah, well, I I mean, I almost totally agree here. So I've gone, I've actually got Aussie Playboy on top. Now, I'll get to I'll get to a little situational, you know, uh, circumstance in a moment. But uh, Aussie Playboy got a smudge, major chances, and then you're out. I've thrown in Kafaji. Uh, now and uh, Prince Sahara goes, but Batman Batman Barry could have nearly crossed these even with Ghost of Time in the field. And now the temptation is going to be too great, isn't it? But the question is, you know, what do we make of the first up run? I yeah, I think that information, look, the pre-race interview with Jason Lee here is going to be critical, isn't it? Because um, Batman Barry actually trolled pretty well, and then the run was just odd. And now we need confirmation that they believe he's going pretty well because if he is, he'll just cross him in a heartbeat here, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and then all of a sudden, his price, I think he's listed as $7, yeah. but he's a, he'd be a $3.80 shot then, wouldn't he, in front, if he knew that he could cross. I'm not sure got a smudge as the brilliant enough beginner. Prince Sahara is not really known for his gate spread. Wonga Lake, you'd think, would look to take the trail unless there wasn't anything quick enough. 
Rocky Creed, horse that can get out okay. They mm. might have a crack in the early part. Even I'm Shadow Boxer's got gate speed. and no, not, not sure I'm, where I'm at with him. Look, yeah. he, the, the Star Celebrity run was okay. There was a couple of runs prior to that that were okay. And then he comes up with a poor run either side of it. Um, probably, well, you can't tip him with confidence, but it's just that sort of race where you're trying to draw on the most positive negative <laughs> to find the winner. I reckon the, the only thing I'm going to say before we move on to the next race is almost always in 1,720-metre races, if you're drawn inside the second row, I mean, eight or nine out of ten times you've got to follow through because it's too hard to win otherwise. But if I was Aussie Playboy here, knowing Kafaji's going to take off at some point, Dan, I'd, I'd just ease back and get on his back. And, get on his back, And yeah. just follow him yeah. in, wouldn't you? I think you're right. Well, depending on where Wonga Lake uh, yeah. ends up, is there any chance that Wonga Lake could end up in front? I don't. I don't think so. No, I think yeah. it'll be. I think behind lead is very best it'll be. Yeah, and, yeah. and look, Aussie Playboy is going well enough um, that that might be the right tactic to play anyway um, to follow through Kafaji and have the last shot at him. I think he's going well enough. I'd have my confidence if Yellow running down Kafaji on recent performances. Uh, if he runs up to what we saw last start, um, he's going to struggle getting a place. He actually has to improve, I think, on his last run. I know he did a little bit of work, went around them, but he's well off where he used to be. And even though that petting on, I think, form line, it's, it's a it, look, it's a good form line. Uh, being beaten nine metres by those two horses doesn't sound too bad, but it was more the way he really toiled from about the 400 metres. I still think that he would have to improve another 10 metres to be right in the thick of things here. The problem is it feels psychological more than physical and sometimes that's even worse because if, if you've sort of, if you, if, if you go out of the races as a racehorse or any, any athlete and you're going through the motions and that's what it feels like he's doing, well, it's um, the genius of Emma and Clayton. Are the, they might be a couple of people out of very few that might be able to turn him around, but not with my money at the moment. Right, the I didn't do it, Trotter's free-for-all. Um, one hero that I have met that hasn't disappointed me is Queen Elida. I've just, I've, I just love her. And the run at Menangle almost showed a different side of her last start. But prior to that, like I can't get out of my head that win over Ultimate Stride. And I can make a case for Ultimate Stride. But when you go back and watch that race, when Ultimate Stride was in front and Queen Elida was sitting last in a small field and just peeled and rolled and breezed on by... I mean, it feels like it feels like as good as Ultimate Stride and one overall, and a couple of others are. Queen Light is just in her own world in this race, Dan. Yeah, totally. Um, she was terrific last start, and they were out there to run time. It was quite obvious, but the way she wanted to keep finding the line, you know, there was a real bottom to her work ethic, wasn't there? She wanted to be a racehorse clearly at the top of her game, and um, I think uh, she's clearly the one to beat here. Eight from. Uh, four, five, and um, and nine credit masters. So no real surprises. Eight, four, five, nine. But um, she's in the zone at the moment. She's rightly wearing that regal crown. Yep, I just think she's unbelievable. Eight, four, five, and three for me. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll talk about the Richmond Lass, which is a time-honoured race. Uh, the Victorian Platinum Metropolitan Trot final. Couple of short price favourites, and also the final event on the card, which is the second head of the Metro Pace. Stick with us, Dan Blakey, Jay Bond, having fun as we always do on the Friday form panel. Am I on air here? <laughs> 